We uh, thank God for the morning because we weren't sure yesterday we were going to be able to do this. Uh, we've been running a little ragged and we were down a little bit with illness, but God has blessed us to get to this point and we ask that you all would pray for us and that we would be able to share his word <clears throat> the way he would have us to share it. Because what he has given us this morning is entitled The Real War. The Real War. Now, if you all watch the news, we are at war with everybody, aren't we? We got ISIS, we got uh, Syria, China. We're at war with everybody. But be careful about that. Now, there are some great, wonderful men and women who are actually on the front and losing their lives uh, because of this, 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 these wars. But not everything you see on television is true. Amen. Even though they have, they, have, uh, they have given you pictures and video or something, don't believe everything you see. Some things are on Hollywood sets. You give me $10,000 and a good green screen, and I could have you sitting in Israel right now. And people watching would never know. Wow, they're in Israel. You see, they're by, they're by the Wailing Wall. Isn't that wonderful? But, so don't believe everything you see. But there is a war that we need to pay attention to, a war that is above all wars. And if you would please turn to the book of Mark, chapter 13, because not only are you in this war, but you're supposed to be a, a participant. You're supposed to be those who have gotten the victory through Christ in this war because we're supposed to lead others to victory. Now, we're in Mark chapter 13. <clears throat> Mark chapter 13, and we're going to begin at verse 7. And Jesus was explaining the time that uh, he was going to return. And we happen to be living in that time. And he gave this great description in, in Mark, Mark chapter 13, verse 7. It says, And when ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars, be ye not troubled, for such things must need be. But <clears throat> the end shall not be yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be earthquakes in diverse places, and there shall be famines and troubles. These are the beginning of sorrows. Amen? The beginning of sorrows. So all the stuff we're seeing as a manifestation of the real war are just the beginning of sorrows. When you see the famines and pestilence and the, and the nations rising against nations, these are manifestations of something that's totally uh, above what we're seeing. There is something that's causing all of these things. Now, we're in verse 9. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to the councils. And in the synagogues ye shall be beaten, and ye shall be brought before rulers and kings. For who? My for my sake, for a testimony against them. And the gospel must first be published among all nations. Now, when you read that, we see an action-packed video. There's wars, earthquakes, pestilence. But when you come down to it, he said, don't worry about that. He said, what I need you to focus on is this. You are going to be brought in front of councils for my sake. Herein is the war. The war is against the word of God. That's the war you are in right now. And it's coming to the front. I mean, it is here and now. The, word, the war is against the word of God. 
And he said, look, he was talking to his disciples. He said, you guys are going to hang with me and do what I ask you to do. This is going to be your testimony. You are going in front of all these people. And what's interesting about it, he said the first thing was the councils and the synagogues. What is a synagogue? It's a church. He didn't say you're going to see the government yet, did he? He said, the first issue you're going to have by keeping my word is with the church. He said, you're going to be brought in front of the councils of the churches, the world councils of churches. They're going to say, man, what are you doing? Woman, what are you saying? And all you're going to say is, thus saith the Lord, but there's a war against thus saith the Lord now. Do we realize that? We are in a war of thus saith the Lord. No one wants to follow the word of God any longer. And I'm not just saying that, that, that those over in, in, in Pakistan or those over in Russia. We're talking about right here in this country. The false prophets have done a marvelous job. Go to 2 Corinthians if you would. He said the war is not only against the word, but it's on another level. It's on another plane that my people must understand how to fight this war because when they start spouting about the Bible, people are gonna say, man, I don't wanna hear what you have to say. And these are the people in the church. Have you ever told somebody, thus saith the Lord, and you showed it to them, and they said, well, I don't know about that. I didn't say you went down to the, to the casino with your Bible. You went inside a church and said, man, the Lord showed me this. Look at this. The, the Lord said this. Well, man, I, you know, you get out of here with that Bible. Have you not had that happen to you before? Oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Why? Because it's all about the war between Satan and Jesus. Now, 1 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, the Lord simply says this. He said, my people understand this because this is a war. He said uh, in verse 3 of uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not what? So did he say we're not in a war? No, we're in a war. So, hey, wake up, people. It's a war going on, okay? And there's no peace in wartime. So you're in a war. He said, and look, you're in this war, but it's not after the flesh. He said, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity what? every thought to the obedience of Christ. He said, this is what we are trying to do. He said, the war is against the knowledge of God. The devil does not want you to know of us say of the Lord. Why? We'll get to that. But there's an important reason why you cannot know of us say of the Lord. And this is what everything is coming at you. Everything that has been produced in the last hundred years is trying to keep you from knowing of us say of the Lord. We do know our enemy, don't we? First Peter chapter 5. See, we have to, we, we go through God's word and let him speak. Because it's his word that we can rely on. It's his word that we find the knowledge of God. And it's his word that will get us through these last days. First Peter chapter 5. He said, you're in a war. Now, if you walked in this door and didn't know you're in a war, you know you're in a war now, right? Okay, so when you leave here, you know you're in a war. Now, here's the second thing you need to leave here with today. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. 
He says, be sober. We talked about purity this morning, didn't we? He said, be, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil. So who is our adversary? So who's in this war? And God said, remember, it's not about flesh. It's a spiritual war. And your war is against the devil. He said, as a roaring lion, he walketh about seeking whom he wait what? Make feel better? Help? Promote? He's trying to devour us. And everybody, the only thing that's going to keep him from devouring us is a thus saith the Lord. Why do you think he has, he has purposed that no one needs to know what Jesus said? Amen? See, because if he could give you another doctrine, and this is what he's been doing since day one, he is trying to give mankind another doctrine, another set of knowledge, another, another set of rules and commandments to go by, so you'll never know who Jesus is. He did it with Eve, didn't he? Go to Genesis 3. He did it with Eve. He did it in a way, he gave her another doctrine. He gave her another set of knowledge. Because if he knew, if he, she stayed on the knowledge of God, he couldn't do anything with her. Genesis. First, let's go to Genesis 6, then we'll go back. Genesis 6. <clears throat> he got her to adjust herself. Now, this has happened before, hasn't it? Has the world been destroyed before? And Christ said, as in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the time that I'm going to come back, in the days of the Son of Man. Amen? But in Genesis 6, this was the condition of the world. Let's see if this sounds familiar, because we're in a war. This was the condition of the war that was here. See if, it's, it's, if, if, if it sounds like the condition that we're in today. Genesis 6, verse 5. Genesis 6, verse 5. <clears throat> it says, And God saw... That the wickedness of man was what? Great. He said it was great in the earth. And that every imagination of the thoughts of the heart was only evil. How? Continually. Remember we started out talking about bringing down everything, the imaginations, and bringing into captivity every thought? Well, this is what had happened. Every thought of mankind was evil continually. Does that sound familiar? Everything that's being promoted by by society today is only evil continually. Do we see that? Nobody is, pro nobody is promoting purity. Nobody is promoting, promoting Christian character. They are promoting evil. Are we all right with that? Who's promoting this evil? See, we have to understand, if this war is spiritual, that everything that's being manifested, every, every tool that's being used, we should say, is being... <clears throat> orchestrated by something spiritual. Remember, ever, back in the day, they used to have puppets. I don't know if they have puppets anymore. They probably have CGI now, so you don't need puppets. But they used to have little strings. And you would be up here, click, 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 and, and the puppets would move and all this kind of stuff. There's a puppet master. Go to Isaiah. There's a puppet master. You have to understand what this is about. The puppet master has decided to make sure you don't know anything about God, and he's given you something else to think about. He said, oh, in, in Genesis, we just read that he had given mankind something else to think about, and mankind bought it. They were doing some things back then that would just make you say, <clears throat> I can't believe it. I was watching a, 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 something on the Science Channel, and they were saying this old operation they had 
this is maybe 30, 40 years ago, they, they put, literally put a dog on the back of another dog. It was a horrible looking thing, but they said we can do that. We can bring two species together and actually have an operation and cut this part of the dog off and put it, <coughs> well, only evil continually. You have to understand Satan's agenda is this. He's always wanted to create, but he was not in that meeting. He could not create. And so he's always wanting to create. And so back in Genesis, they were doing the same thing. They were mixing all kinds of species. They were doing all manner of things. And God says, man, this is only evil continually. I got to get rid of this. What do you think is going on today? Remember back in the 80s, it started out with what they called the test tube babies. And now they got people walking around that are just that. You might, not, you might know them and don't know them. There's all kind of cloning. There's all kind of things that are going on now because Lucifer, as Satan in his present form, has always wanted to be God. And he said, look, if God has a way, if God has a set of commands, I need some too. Now go, to Luc go to Lucifer. Go to Isaiah <laughs> chapter 14. Christ is trying to tell us this morning, you're in this war and these are, these are the participants in this war and you need to understand how the war is affecting you. And in Isaiah chapter 14, in verse 12, the Lord says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did as weak in the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the midst of the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be what? See, this is what the war is about. It's always been about this. Lucifer wanted to be like the Most High. And not in a way that you want to be like somebody you admired. He wanted to have the worship that the Most High had. And so he has come down to this planet. And what has happened? He has fixed this society in a way that all are worshiping him. Some not knowing it but some knowing it. We have to find out where we are in this war. Are we really worshiping the devil or are we worshiping the true and the living God? Amen? Can we handle that concept? I know you, you, normally you don't come to church seeing that somebody might tell you you might not be worshiping the Lord. But when we find out what the Lord said in his word and his commands, we understand this, that we have to follow what he asked us to do or we're not following him. Therefore, what did Romans 6 tell us? He said, whoever you yield obedience to, that's your God. And so where are we? We have to figure out where we are in this war. Now let's go to, we're going to Genesis chapter 3. We were talking about Eve. <clears throat> and how the devil got her to believe a false doctrine. That's all it takes, and that's, what's so, that's why it's so simple. The devil, if he can get you to believe something that's not true, then he has you. Is there any reason why we would believe something that's not true? We shouldn't because we have God's word, right? But when we leave God's word, chances grow exponentially that we're going to believe a falsehood. And once we start dancing on the enchanted ground of Satan, nothing is too hard for we to believe. We'll believe anything. We'll believe in the Big Bang Theory. <coughs> as silly as that is, as crazy as that is, we would believe in it. 
Y'all know the Big Bang Theory, right? Mm -hmm. That everything came out of nothing. And it was an explosion, and we really don't know how that happened. But it took 100 billion years, and now we're here. As crazy as that sounds, we will believe it, because once we get off of the doctrine of thus saith the Lord, we'll be led down any path he wants us to be led down. And this is what happened to Eve. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now, <clears throat> has God said this? That means that's God's word. Amen? That's God's instruction. That's God's commandment. So why are we even questioning if he said that? We need to understand God's word. Now, he said, and, 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 and he said unto her, Woman, and God said that ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the tree of the, the fruit of the trees of the garden. <coughs> now, but of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Now, why is she having a conversation? First of all, why is she talking to this entity? Did God say this? Has anybody walked up to you? This, that's not quite right. <laughs> you know something's not right. But you continue the conversation. Why? And so by this time, she's hooked. She is in a conversation with the enemy. And she said, well, God, yeah, God said that. Uh, he said that. And this guy is about to tell us something in verse 5. No, verse 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, what? What God told you was not true. Wouldn't that be a sign? You know, if God, if, think about this. If God said something, and you know God said it, and then somebody walks up to you and says, don't believe that. You have a choice to make, don't you? Say, well, I'm going to believe this newcomer that comes in and tells me that the creator of the universe doesn't know what he's talking about. Well, I'm going to go with this guy. Doesn't that happen to us every day? God said, love one another. But you ain't got to love everybody. You know that, that, that voice that comes. You ain't got to love everybody. He said forgive, but you don't have to forget. No. That's another voice. That's another set of rules. That's something that's anti-Christ, but we want to go with that because why? Because we feel like being mad. You ever felt like that? You know God says don't hate, but man, hate feels good this morning. I know all y'all Christians and y'all never go through this, uh, <clears throat> but think about this. When you have these instructions coming at you from another source, somebody needs to check that. Now, that's why Satan says, if I get them away from the instruction of God, I can tell them anything. I just have to make them feel that I'm powerful or have a sensation, and they'll go with it and swear it was God. Oh, I, oh, oh, I, got, I, I got the Holy Ghost. I feel so good. And, and, and it ain't changed character at all. You spend all uh, church service dancing around the pews. Went out to the parking lot and cussed out your neighbor. <laughs> but 
if you don't know that's not right, and the only place you're going to find that's not right is in the law of God, then you will be used by the devil any way he wants you to be. And this is what happened to our dear mother Eve. He said, verse 5, For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be what? As gods, knowing good and evil. Remember we talked about self this morning. Now Eve was going to serve herself. Anytime you deal with self, who do you think is giving you these instructions? Why? Because the word of God says, think on things of others more than you think upon things on yourself. Do you know that to be true? Because he said it in his word. So anything contrary to that is from who? Do you see how subtle this war is? See, we're waiting on the big, the big, the big you know, mark of the beast thing. We're waiting on the, the chips. We're waiting on all this stuff, and we're worshiping the Satan himself in our daily lives. But you don't know that because he has convinced you that the word of God is not true. It's an old thing. Oh, I don't worry about that. That's, you know, that's man's law. Tell me this. How could it last all these years? See, one thing about God, sometimes God just says no. You know, man tries to maneuver and fix things. He said, don't touch that. Don't do that. And there's nothing in the universe that can go against it. Satan himself wishes he could do a whole lot of things, but God says, no, no, don't do that. We got to believe the power of God, and he's going to protect his word. He's going to protect. Remember when Jesus, they asked him, what was the, the great commandment in the law? What did he say? Love the God, love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And the second one was like unto this. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two things hang what? All the law and the prophets. Did he counsel the Ten Commandments? No. He couldn't. The Ten Commandments just expounded on those two laws. If you read them, well, back here, of course, you could read them. The first four deal with what? Love your God. The second, six? That's right. Love your neighbor. He didn't counsel it, did he? But why are we saying it's, it's not applicable today? Those laws are for the Jews. We found out Joseph did something that's interesting. Brother Joseph knew it was sin to commit adultery before there was Mount Sinai. How did that happen? Because you understand something about the commandments of God, you understand this, is that before there was a Jew, there was a commandment of God. Adam sinned. How many people on earth when Adam sinned? What is sin? Transgression of the law. So was there a law in the garden? Yes. So what we, what, what, what's the problem? Because we have been taught in error. We have bought a, another bag of knowledge, and God says, I don't want you to be dealing in that because it will cause you to go places and do things that I ask you not to. <laughs> Thank you. I ask you not to participate in. We okay so far? So the, the war is against the law of God. And one thing, let's go to, go to Psalms. Why must he separate us from that? Why must the devil separate us from the word of God? Go to Psalm 119. He can't mislead you as long as you are in the word. As long as you stay in God's word and in his command, he can't mislead you. You might go with it, but it's not because you've been misled. You just decided to be selfish. Psalm 119, let's read verse 105. 
Psalm 119, verse 105. It says, the word is a what? A lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. He said, when you have the word, I can't lead you in darkness, can you? Because the light expels the darkness. He said, as long as you have me and my commands, you won't be lost in darkness. Because the devil is the king of darkness, isn't he? He said, hang with the word. The devil said, I got to separate you from the knowledge. And he uses so many techniques to separate us. And let's go, go, go to Matthew. Go to Matthew. He said, look, I got to separate them because they're going to know I'm lying. They're going to know my end. They're going to know I'm deceiving. They're going to know I'm no good and I'm hateful and I'm full of murder. They're going to know that if they have this law of God, they have this lamp, they're going to know it. So I got to separate them from it. Matthew chapter 10. And this is another reason he needs to separate us because we are weak. And the reason we are weak is because we've been separated. Matthew chapter 10, verse 1. He was, he was about to send his disciples out, and he said, And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them what? Power. He gave them power. Oh, if you don't know this, no wonder you're afraid of the devil. No wonder you want to go with what the devil says. He said he gave them power over what? Against unclean spirits. What is this war about? It's the spiritual. It's between the unclean and the clean spirits. He said, I gave you power over the unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. If you don't know the word of God, you have no confidence you can do that. And you think that the devil is all powerful. We're more afraid of the devil than we fear the Lord. Oh, I know he's bad. Ooh. Because what do we always say? The devil been busy. Don't we say that all the time? How's the devil going to be busy on somebody in the word of God? Because all you have to do is say, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. And guess what happens? Oh, why don't we use that? We don't believe it. Why? We've been separated from the knowledge of God. Oh, that's just hocus pocus stuff. You know, that stuff don't really work. And you're afraid to deal with it. Churches are afraid to deal with this. Casting out demons, they're afraid of that. They say, oh, no, oh, no, no. Uh, uh, that, that, that's spiritualism. Really? Do you know what spiritualism really means? It's not what the church is telling you. What God is saying here, you got to deal on a spiritual level because this is a spiritual war. And if you in the knowledge of God, if you have the word of God and his Holy Spirit in you, you cannot be taken off. But as soon as we let go of his hand, we're in trouble. Do you believe that you have power against the unclean spirits? It was interesting. We had a <clears throat> conference here, and we had a deliverance service. And after it was over, the Lord allowed me to see a bunch of people. And I hadn't seen so many afraid people in my life in a church. I said, what? Lord, why is everybody afraid? He said, they don't believe. I said, this is when you really, this is in your, in your, in your, in your strongest point is when you are in the spirit and delivering. That's when you're supposed to be happy. Man, folks are running out of the door. 
Because we don't believe. And why don't we believe? Because we've been trained with some bad information. These false prophets are pretty good, y'all, but we're in this war, and we got to stick with the, the, the script. we got to stick with the thus saith the Lord because the war is against the gospel. It's against what God is trying to tell you. And I'm going to show you a few things in this country that has given you proof that that's what the war is about. Go to Deuteronomy, if you would. God says this last reason. He first it was a lamp to your feet. Then you have power over Satan, his angels, and his imps. And this is the last reason he's trying to separate you from this in Deuteronomy chapter 11. We okay? I know it's a, it's a little chilly in here today. Won't fall asleep today, will you? It's a little chilly in here today, but the Lord is going to bless us. We, we, we're going to be all right. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 11, let's start at verse 22. See, the reason Satan wants to separate you from the knowledge of God is in verse 22 of Deuteronomy chapter 11. It says, for if we shall diligently keep all his commandments, which I commanded you to do them, to love the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways and to cleave unto him, then will the Lord what? Drive out all these nations from before you. He doesn't want you to know that. He didn't want you to know that God will go before you and be your real reward. He didn't want you to know that God is going to eliminate all these people and all these issues and all these obstacles that Satan has put in front of you. He didn't want you to know that because the key to it all is keeping his commandments. Amen. God said, I'll drive out all these nations from before you, and ye shall possess greater nations and mightier than yourselves. Man, he didn't want you to think none of you. He said, man, y'all just a little, 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 little bitty people. If I can keep them from knowing that God is about to do something great, then they'll still have this, this little pitiful uh, 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 relationship with God. Well, God, it ain't but a handful of us. I guess we know good. It ain't going to happen. If he can keep you from keeping the commandments, that's what exactly where we'll be. But God says, look, I want to tell you something else in verse 24. Every place whereon thy soles of thy feet shall tread shall be what? Now you start, you start standing up a little bit, don't you? You know, you've been abused at work. <laughs> you know, your boss treats you bad because you, know, you don't think much of anything. And yourself, you're living in a one-bedroom apartment and there's more roaches in there than, than, than people. And, and all these things. But because the devil has said, you don't have anything. But God just said, look, I'm going to do something for you if you keep my word. Every place your soul of your foot treads is going to be yours. You'd walk a little differently, wouldn't you? You'd probably walk in different neighborhoods, wouldn't you? <laughs> but look, let's see what else he's going to do. Shall tread, uh, shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the ri river Euphrates, even into the uttermost sea shall your, your coast be. <clears throat> then he says, there shall no man be able to stand before you, for the Lord your God shall lay the fear of you. Of who? I'll read this again because y'all missed this one. God shall lay the fear of you and the dread of you upon all the land that ye shall tread upon. As he had said unto you, he said, I'm going before you and they're going to be afraid of you. Why? Because you're mine. That's why you walk boldly. The righteous walk boldly, not arrogant, not proud, but they walk boldly. Why? Because God told them to. <clears throat> he said the righteous are bold as lions. Why? You be bold too if you believe this. 
Yeah, excuse me, sir. Sir, can you give me a quarter? I said, I Humility is different than being pitiful. Amen. God says, go in there and get that. And if you believe it, if you read it in his word, you'll act a little differently. When you know you have victory, don't you act a little differently? Amen. You don't even worry what the score is at the time, do you? <laughs> if you know, man, we're going to win, I don't care if it's 100 or nothing. <laughs> Lord, help us. Do you see how bad it's been? We've been separated from the knowledge of God. That's why we don't believe. That's why we're all pitiful. That's why we can't grab onto the promises of God and, and, and realize the promises of God because God said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and if you do that, here you go. Amen. Verse 26 says, Behold, I've set before you this day a blessing and a curse. He said, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God. Now, if the devil has convinced you that the commandments aren't applicable any longer, what chance do you have of a blessing? He said, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day, and a curse if you what? Will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I commanded you this day to go after other gods which you have not known. That's exactly what Eve did. She turned and went after another God. We see that? So when we go against the thus saith the Lord, what are we doing? And we're turning and serving who? Remember, we read about him? O Lucifer, son of the morning. O Satan, the old dragon called the devil and Satan. Are we okay with that? You mean there's no gray area? I know it's 50 shades of gray, but there's no gray area. You worship one or the other. Because that's what's so silly about mankind. The enormity of the universe, the, the creation of God is so massive, we really think that we have created our own entity. God said, is this or that? Man, the rest of the universe is on board. What's wrong with you? I created you so you can experience the love of me. And now you got another agenda, another plan. And I bet the rest of the universe is looking like, what is wrong with these people down here? <clears throat> he gave them a thus saith the Lord. He gave them the son of the most high. He gave him the creator to die for them, yet they listened to this other voice. That's why when it's all over, there'll be no excuse. Because God has given everything for us to know the knowledge of God. Let me ask you something. Why are we so blind today? Go to 2 Corinthians. Why are we so blind today? The world is blind, is it not? I'm not worried about the world. I'm worried about the church. I'm worried about those who confess the name of Jesus, who are blind and not even knowing they're in this war, and not knowing that they have been brought, taken aside from the word of God and given another doctrine. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He makes this statement in verse 3, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Why are you trying to convince the world who God is? In whom the God of this world have done what? Blinded the minds of them which believe not. How did he do that? He gave him another book. He gave him another set of knowledge. 
He gave them uh, uh, some more information. It was false information, but he gave it to them, and we took it. Do you know we would believe what's on television more than we'll believe of thus saith the Lord? If Larry King, is he still on television? <laughs> Somebody's on TV now. I don't know who it is. Uh, if uh, Oprah's still on TV. If Oprah <clears throat> came out and told you something, you say, oh, yeah. She probably, yeah. well, you know she's rich. She's doing all right. She must know. If two chains told you something, yeah, man, that's deep. Mm -hmm, yeah. Okay. Uh, Taylor Swift, you know, not too much two chains. If Katy Perry came and told you, and she rolled that, the, the woman riding the beast in the Super Bowl, did, well, she told you something. Man, that's dead. And they tell you something all the time. How did he separate you from the knowledge? He put in front of you other knowledge. And he put it on your televisions. He put it in your ear and your music. He put it on, in your politicians. He put it in your government. All these things were put in place to separate you from the knowledge of God. It's hid because they've been blinded. At least the light of the glorious gospel of Christ which is the image of God, should shine unto them. He said, man, if this gospel get out here, I'm going to lose. Because the light dispels the darkness. Do we need to be blind today? America's in trouble. <clears throat> it's a, what, what I would call a moral freefall. Remember, we said we're going to find out how. How he separated us. Did you know that immorality always spawns social crisis? Always. The reason we have all these social crises today is because immorality. They tell us it's okay to murder the innocent. They tell us that the court said it was okay. Matter of fact, they'll give you some money for it. When you commit a, uh, when you have an abortion, you murder the innocent. But it's okay, right? Because the government said it's okay. What did God say? Thou shalt not kill. Who are you going to believe? But why are millions of babies dying? Because we believed another knowledge base. We believed another God. <clears throat> I heard something yesterday on the radio. My wife and I were, it was 1043 in the morning. I couldn't believe I heard this. I hadn't heard this kind of language since the locker rooms of college. But this was on a television, I mean, a radio commercial at 1043 in the morning. They were talking about condoms, Planned Parenthood. And they have these guys, man, you get them everywhere. You know, you come buy, you know, we give condoms away to everybody. Promiscuity is being promoted. What did God say about it? Flee fornication. They said, free fornication. <laughs> Who are you going to believe? Think about that. You got free fornication, you got flee fornication. That's how opposite these two sides are. But what happened? What do we believe? Our young people are going to where? Planned Parenthood, instead of going to thus saith the Lord. They tried to tell me that when I was, I have two sons. They're kind of old and rusty now. 
Well, you know they're going to do it anyway. Maybe your children are. But I'm going to tell you something about the Holy Ghost. You rely on it because that's what God said do. He'll keep your children. Didn't say temptations wouldn't be there. Didn't say it was there for us, wasn't it? But God said, I'll cover you. I'll cover them if you keep my commandments. I couldn't stand that. People say, the children are going to go crazy. No, they don't have to go crazy. <laughs> Just go ahead and give up. Yeah, the devil says it's going to be happiness. So I guess it's going to happen. Your children don't have to be alcoholics. Your children don't have to be mass fornicators. Do they? Why? Because the word of God said so. Not because of your great parenting skill. It's because the word of God said so, and you believed it. And so you started training your children from day one of thus saith the Lord. And one thing, let me tell you, family people, be consistent about it. Everything you do should be a thus saith the Lord. Don't be thus saith the Lord on this and thus saith Satan on this. The children will say, ah, uh, hmm. My natural inclination is to go with this, so it must be okay because mom and dad did that. It was back in the, like in the 70s, people would say, <clears throat> well, son, don't you smoke, and they smoking three packs a day. You know, do as I say and not as I do. That's a Luciferian doctrine. How many times have we participated in that on either side? Man, I used to see things when I was young that Children sit and see. But it was okay because those in responsible positions were doing it. And what happened? It scarred us. We had to unlearn all of that. And so be consistent, parents. Because this sexual sin thing we talked about this morning in Sabbath school, <coughs> it is the center of immorality. It's the center of it. And it's broken down everything. Every social problem is based on that. You have unwed mothers. Why? Sexual sin. Who, said, who called it a sin? God. Oh, not me? <clears throat> not grandmama? <clears throat> God said, no, that's not what I want you to do. Now, we got unwed mothers. What else we got? We got deadbeat dads. Because I always blame the men. It's always the man's fault. Why? Because in the Bible, he came to Adam when things were got upside down. So guess where we come? Adam, where art thou? You got deadbeat dads. Why? Because they've gone away from the knowledge of God. You have the murder of the innocent. Why? Because they've gone away from the knowledge of God. What else is going on out here? They has a, there's a mandate to accept an alternative lifestyle. Mandated. Alabama is a very important state of the Union. What was the big deal during the uh, Civil Rights Movement when they had to send federal troops? Where did they send them to? Montgomery, Alabama. Alabama. See, if you can get the heart of Dixie, you can get everything. And so that's what they've done. What did God say about alternative lifestyle? I know y'all scared. I know. Well, what are we going to do? A thus saith the Lord? Or are we going to go with the other set of knowledge? 
Now, go to Proverbs if you would. We're going to be about to close because this can go on for hours because we got to realize we're in a war and where the war is and how to fight this war. And, 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 and the war is, is all over the place. It's coming at us. And if you hold on to a thus saith the Lord, you're going before councils. You're going before synagogues. You're going before kings for my name's sake. If you hold on to his name, it'll be all right. Because I believe I read somewhere that in the name, at the name of Jesus, what? Every knee will bow. So if you're representing him, why are you worried about where you got to go? Every knee is going to bow. So you hold on to the commandments of God, no matter what anybody says. Hold on to the counsels of the Most High. And he will save you in your time of need. Now we're going where? Proverbs. Satan is working to keep you from following and thus saith the Lord. How many educators we got in here? Okay, how many people that teach class? Okay. Here is a prime example about how the devil doesn't want you to have a thus saith the Lord. Do you know when, when parents were following a thus saith the Lord, teachers' jobs were a lot easier? They didn't have 30 hoodlums in the class. You might have had two. And they didn't last long. And some of them even converted. But now you got 30 hoodlums. And the teachers won too. That's terrible. Why? Because we got away from thus saith the Lord. Go to Proverbs. I know you don't want to hear this, but we're going to say it anyway. Proverbs. I think that's chapter 18. Maybe chapter 19. Let's look that up. In verse 18. Does that say chasten? 1918. Chasten thy son while there is what? Hope. See, the police will chase him after there is no hope. They get about 13, 14, there's no hope. And the police got him there. He said, chasten your son while there is hope. And let what? Not thy soul spare for his what? Oh, but what about his self-esteem? Oh, don't, don't correct the child. Let him be free. You're going to let a child come up with something. Oh, y'all don't believe this. This is happening. What, baby, what you want for dinner? And you're two years old. What are you going to say? Biggie D, whatever it is. I want some Skittles. But see, you want to get away from A child should never be asked what he wants for dinner. Unless the child bought dinner. Okay? We got that? Are we okay? Now, that's because you're being a bad parent. No, you're supposed to be responsible enough to try to feed the child the things that are good for the child. Don't worry, the child didn't like Brussels sprouts. The child needed the niacin in the Brussels sprout. Let him eat it. Or be like my mom. Oh, you're going to sit at that table. You ain't going to bed. I hated liver. Hated it, and I'm, I'm glad, I'm, and I'm not saying I was righteous because I hated it. I just didn't like it, and I don't eat it now, of course, because it's, it's one of the worst things you can eat. But my mother said, oh, okay, you're not going to eat it. You're going to be there. She go wash the dishes. And you know what's worse than liver? Cold liver. <laughs> oh, and it'd be 7.30, because, you know, back then we had uh, things called bedtime. And, uh, 
Oh, she said, oh, okay. Dad come home from work. His dinner, hot. You know, she heats the dinner up. I'm sitting in front of this cold piece of liver. Guess who won? Mom. <laughs> oh, but that's what God says, chasing a child while there's hope. See, there's nobody chasing children anymore. Let the child do what he wants to do. Oh, he crying, give him something. If, if, if you have checked on your child and you know nothing's wrong with your child, you know, he's not wet, you know, not hungry, you know, he's not having an irritation, you know, because you're a loving parent. Cry. Because you think that the devil in that child doesn't understand how to manipulate you. I'm not saying mean or evil or hateful. See, they, the, 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 the knowledge, I mean, the, the doctrine of Satan says that don't put your hand on a child because he has convinced us that that's child abuse. There's some terrible people out here who abuse children. Terrible. But that's not what God is mentioning at all, is it? If you've ever been a parent, don't you understand the last thing you do is that? And then you pray before, don't you? And you never strike your child in anger. The devil wants you to do that so they can say, see, God's way doesn't work. Why are you here today? God's way. Why are your friend in here? Somebody didn't, didn't go God's way. Amen? Let's go to Colossians, because we don't want to just think as parents. Let's go to Colossians 3. God said, I need you to understand something. They're trying to keep you from following my word, and if they can get the children, they got it all. And the poor teachers have to deal with them. I don't know how y'all do it. Y'all bad. It's terrible. You got all these people who know not the Lord. And see, what held this thing together was the knowledge of God. See, well, the spirit that comes with morality is the Holy Spirit. It keeps things in check. But when you ask for the Holy Spirit to leave, this is what you got. I don't want God anywhere near us. You can't tell me. I don't, God can't keep me from doing what I want to do. And what we said earlier, God is God. God is pro-choice. Yes, you can choose. Here's the reasons why you shouldn't. Here's my spirit to help you not to do that. But if you still choose to go that way, I'm not going to stop you. And I'm so merciful that if when you wake up, I'll take you back. But we're living in a day now that nobody's asking to come back. Some of us aren't making it back. Because what is God, I mean, the devil's main plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. You might get clipped before you can come back. You want to roll those dice? Now look at this. This is something else that your environment is not promoting. Colossians chapter 3, verse 20. Colossians 3, verse 20 says, children do what? Obey your parents in what? Why? For this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Now your children can call the law on you if you feed them Brussels sprouts. I'm being abused. <laughs> you know that is happening, don't you? She wanted me to go to bed. I'm going to call the police. I don't want to go to bed. And guess what the state does? Takes the side of the child the most confused being on the face of the earth. Do you see? Another set of knowledge. If we would just stay with the word of God, we would be okay. Help us, Lord. God, ask us this morning, this is going to be real close. Be a good soldier. Be a good soldier in the war. So we, round, we found out something today. We're in a war, right? 
We, we found out that it's a spiritual war. We found out that what, what the devil was trying to do is separate us from the knowledge of God. He's trying to keep us from the gospel of Jesus. So he'll always keep us in darkness and win the war. But God says, I didn't make it that way. You can come if you just stay within my law. He said, please understand, I have a way that you can get out of this thing and where you can be victorious. Galatians, I mean, Ephesians chapter 6. We're in a war, and the war is not against ISIS, all right? Could you go find ISIS this morning? Think about it. You got a war on terror. Really? What does your nightly news do to you? It's designed to terrorize you. How come nobody's attacking CBS? Got a war on drugs. What's the largest money-making scheme in this country? Drugs. Legal and illegal. They're owned by the same people. God says, look, I need you to understand something. The war is against my word. What happened in heaven? Remember Revelation chapter 9? Chapter 12, verse 9, what did it say? There was war in heaven. The dragon and his angels fought. What happened to them? They were kicked out. What were they fighting against? The word of God. They didn't want to go by the commandments of God. Lucifer said, I want to be like the most high. So why do you think the war is going to be anything different? Are you going to choose to be a good soldier? Or are you going to go with the enemy? Ephesians chapter 6, let's begin at verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. See, it is going to take his might to overcome all of this. Don't think it's going to be your great obedience. It's because you are trying to do what God said, and so you hook up with the power that is of God. He said, put on the whole armor of who? God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Those things we talked about today, how the devil is getting in and causing the families to fall apart and how the schools are falling apart and how everything is falling apart. He said, I'm going to give you something that will be able to stand against that. You'll be able to raise pure children in a corrupt generation. You'll be able to have a wonderful marriage in the midst of an adulterous generation. Because I'm going to give you what it takes to do that. Who wants to have a wonderful marriage in an adulterous environment? Is it possible? Why? Because he said so. Don't you want your children not to be drug addicts? He said, I'm about to give you this. And so this is how you, that keeps that from happening. We sure about that? Amen. What else do you want? Be, you want to be in good health? Oh, shut up. <laughs> you want to be in good health? You want to have quality of life? You want to do that? It's in here. He said, I've given you a way to do that. Stay out of the drug house. Stop eating drug food. Stop eating chemicals. You want to prosper and be in health. God says, I got it in here. Now, we're let's go, keep, go back. Verse 12. He said, you'll be able to stand against the devil. Wiles of the devil. And verse 12 says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen? But against principalities. So where are we looking at the war? Is, 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 what front is it on? It's on the front of principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world. And spiritual wickedness where? In high places. So that encompasses everything that you're in. You want to go over here to the government? Spiritual darkness. You want to go over here to, 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 to the school system? 
spiritual darkness. You want to go over here to the church? The church that's not teaching the word of God is spiritual darkness. I don't care how big the church is. I don't care how many countries it's being beamed to. Can we all just get along? No. God says, live, if possible, live peaceably with all men. That told me one thing. There's sometimes you won't be able to live peaceably. Daniel couldn't live peaceably, could he? Three Hebrew boys said, ho, ho, man, I can't go with that. Do you think that when you stand for Jesus in this sin-cursed world, that that might not be what you have to do? But God has not let that happen to us yet. Why? Because we're not ready. We're not ready. If they came in here right now and said, give up, Jesus, I'm going to blow you away, it'd be about two people dead. Now everybody looking around, who, who, God, we're not ready for that pressure. God tried to tell you to give up this foolish food that you're eating. No, mm-mm. I ain't ready for that. The guy says, some people smoking cigarettes. Even though the cigarettes on the side of the pack, you're going to die. Mm, no, nah, Lord. Lord, know my heart. <laughs> yeah, it's going to give out when you're about 40. Think about this. What else? What else? We, see, we, we, we're trying to position our mind to say, oh, we'll be able to stand for Christ through it all. We ain't standing for him now. He said, uh, I need you to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, but she tripping. <laughs> he said, I need you to love your enemy and pray for them who despitefully use you. And we're we trying to pray heaping coals on folks. Lord, get them. They doing your servant wrong. God said, you missed the whole point. Jesus said, you missed the whole point. Did you not see me on the cross? Did you not hear me say, forgive them, Father? Did you not hear my servant, Stephen? He said, hold not that sin to their charge. Did you hear my servant, Moses, saying, Lord, blot me out of your book if you take them out? Did you not see that? Oh, Christians, come on, we got a ways to go. Help us. And the only way we're going to get there is through the Spirit of God. Amen. Verse 10, 13, I'm sorry. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. Where are we living? And having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with what? Truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. So you're going, to be, you're going to have what? The word of God. You're going to have Christ holding you up. Anybody who has taken exercise classes, what are they always trying to get you to strengthen? Your core. Where you think your loins are? Because if your core is straight, everything's going to fall into place. He said, have your core with my word. Have my word wrapped around you. Have my word to, word to support you. That's why Satan says, get rid of that word. He said, and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, having wherewith, I'm sorry, ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Look at this. The shield of faith. Faith cometh by hearing 
and hearing by the word of God. Satan says, I can't have them hear the word of God because they might learn about faith. They might learn to look past the circumstance and believe in the promise of God. That's the faith that you can, you can say, well, Satan is trying to get me on this side, but God told me I'm going to the other side. Y'all remember that the story about the disciples? They were in this boat, and before they got in the boat, the word of God said, we're going to the other side. But then what happened? The storm. Now, this was not a normal storm, people. Because these brothers knew how to fish. These brothers knew how to handle a boat. This was, I believe, an attack. Because the word of God said, we're going to the other side. And what happened? The storm came in our lives. The storm comes. And we do all we know how to do except pray. And then when it gets to the point where we can't do anything else and our mind is, and we're at our wits end, we say, Master, don't you care we perish? First he had to wake him up because he was so laid back. Jesus said, I told you we're going to the other side. Who cares if it's storming? I'm asleep, man. I'm tired. They had to wake him up and say, Master, don't you care we perish? And what did he say? Oh, ye of little faith, didn't you hear what I just said? We're going to the other side, man. If I say we're going, we're going. It doesn't matter how high those waves are. It doesn't how much lightning is striking. It's not how, how, how hard the wind is blowing. We're going to the other side. And you as Christians need to understand you're going to the other side. Amen. Let the wind blow. So you can show the world who God is. Let the storm rage and you stand there and say, I'm going to the other side. Let the world ridicule you and say, you got to be crazy. Don't you see all this is going around you? Can't you see everything is falling apart? My God said, I'm going to the other side. So I'll be right here. Amen. Don't you want to be that witness? Amen. We got a ways to go. That faith is very important. And the faith is in the word of God. Amen. Amen. What happens if you don't have the word of God? You never learn faith. And it's somewhere in the book, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Are you, you, getting, you, you, you seeing the trick yet? You seeing what the war is about? It got us not to believe. It got us not to have faith. It got us not to understand. And so now we're on enchanted ground, and Satan is having a ball with us. Not anymore. It can end today. You can, you can give him his papers. Give the devil his walking papers this morning because you're, now you're back in the word of God. And he said, verse 18, praying always. No, let's go to 17. And take the what? Helmet. helmet. What's a helmet? What's the purpose of a helmet? Protect your head, your mind. He said, take, on the, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching, therefore, with all perseverance and supplications for who? Yourself. Oh, do you see what happened there? See, there's another doctrine. It's called selflessness. And that's the doctrine of Christ. The world has taught you to believe itself. It needs to be taken care of by you. Didn't God say, uh, uh, Brother Albert's favorite scripture, I think it's 633 of Matthew. He said, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Do you believe that? Amen. Do you really believe that? Mm -hmm. So why aren't we seeking him? Mm -hmm. He didn't say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. 
and you got to do all the work. He said, oh, I know you have need of these things. I know you have need of these things. I have a, a, a personal testimony about this church. God said, seek first the kingdom of God. I said, God, we broke. <coughs> God, we don't have any money. We can't pay this. We can't do this. I, I, <coughs> we thought we did it the way you wanted me to do it. You know, we, we didn't get in debt. We, you know, we, we, Lord, we, 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 he said, I know you have need of these things. Do it the way I ask you to do it. And from somebody who's been around long as me, that took me aback. I said, Lord, but, but, but I thought, do it the way I ask you to do it. And that was nine months ago. I know the heat's not working, but I, do you have a seat? Amen. We still here, aren't we? He said, seek first the kingdom. Do what I ask you to do. I'll take care of the rest. Amen. It's, better. it's a great blessing, isn't it? Amen. Has God not touched each and every one of your hearts? Amen. And he's caused you to have a different relationship with him? Because we did what? We sought him first. We didn't believe what the ledger book said. We didn't leave in our, believe that, ah, man, Lord, I know these folks, man. They don't have our water to cry with. Do it the way I ask you to do it. And we're still here. Amen. God is God, y'all. Please remember that. If we would just follow his way, don't listen to the voice of the enemy and his bucket full of knowledge and whatever he else he's doing out there. Cut off, the, cut off his supply. Don't give him an audience. Eve gave him an audience, didn't he? Well, you know, Mm, maybe uh, that old weak Adam, he just weak. He didn't believe God could fix it. All he had to do was what God asked him to do. And you know we know that? Read Numbers 30. He already had a plan. Lord help us. Read your Bible like you watch television. Read your Bible like you listen to the music on the radio. Read your Bible like you read magazines and watch your life change. And you will be able to fight this war and be successful. Amen. Let's have a word of prayer. <clears throat>